This is a Research in Practice podcast, supporting evidence-informed practice with children and families, young people and adults. Welcome to the Research in Practice podcast. I'm Deverick Williams, Head of Learning and Research in Practice, and I'm joined today by Katie Shorten, our Research and Development Manager for Adult Services. This podcast will be looking at our work this year on digital social care. Um, welcome, Katie. Can you say a bit more about yourself? Hi, yeah, thank you, Dufrig. It's great to be here and I'm really excited to be talking about this topic. Um, as Dufrig said, I'm the Research and Development Manager here. That means that I oversee the development of all our new learning resources on the adult side of our organisation. Anything that we do is informed by our partner network. So this is either through an annual topic consultation survey that we complete um, or the regular catch-ups that we have with our partners through our relationship-based approach to account management um, as well of course as using our wider connections across academic contacts and universities and the national and local policy agenda so it's a really exciting and interesting role and I and I really enjoy it so in today's podcast we're going to be talking about digital social care can you tell me why in particular we're looking at this area yep so um I mean, when i was thinking about this question i was i was also thinking more broadly about research and practice as an organization and what we do and one of the great things about the work of research and practice and this role is that as well as spending a huge amount of time and commitment to the development of evidence-informed resources, um, because we have an ever-growing suite of extensive resources on the website that we've developed, we're increasingly able to use these as a foundation for developing resources that are quick and responsive um, to more immediate priorities and challenges that our network partners are telling us about. So this kind of this this position that we found ourselves in was super helpful when we were facing and work living and working within the the early stages of the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, we were able to mobilise what we had already and what we knew into things that supported learning and development in this new context. And one of these, of course, was this very rapid shift to digital social care and the need to be working virtually um, with colleagues, with adults and carers themselves and with our, our partners, uh, multi-agency partners. So really that's why this topic area has had such, an, such a focus more recently and why we're, we're, we've given it um, yeah, the attention and are developing new resources against that this year. Brilliant. That's interesting you saying about how it's changed the working environment, I suppose, for social care practitioners. Can you tell me a little bit more about who the topic affects? Yep, I mean, pretty much everyone uh, this digital digital social care topic will affect. Um, anyone that's involved in adult social care, whether you're a practitioner who is adjusting or adapting to the work that you're doing directly with adults and carers and thinking about those how those interactions and conversations might feel differently um, or indeed kind of as a practitioner adjusting yourself to a new way of working working from home in a different environment and adjusting to those different relationships with colleagues and how you might manage your own work-life balance and boundaries um, 
it also of course affects people, adults and carers themselves, who have had a significant shift away from the way that they shaped um, or received their care and support. And also, of course, anyone in a, a leadership or strategic role was faced with some challenges around um, thinking about how they meet the duties that they need to meet in terms of adult social care provision, support and, and provision for people, but also the, the responsibilities to the well-being of their teams and individual practitioners. So across the board, it affected pretty much everyone. And I mean, I think one of the interesting things about the um, the experience was that we were whatever part of the system or the sector you were working in you were affected by this shift and this change and you were all learning and growing together so I think one of the things that that certainly we noticed when we talked with practitioners or with adults and carers and we, there's a great kind of speech from Clinton Farkerson in the link office annual meeting from last year where we were really trying to unpick and look and learn from the, the virtual um, experiences and he was saying you know we understand and we're growing and learning together and we'll be patient and kind to each other as we as we develop when none of us are on our own with this it might feel different for everyone and people are having different experiences but we are we're not alone we're on the same sea in different boats but on the same sea he used that great analogy so I would recommend having a, a listen to Clinton's speech at the last year's link officers annual meeting that's really interesting it's also analogy that um, uh, Professor Bruce Featherstone used in some of the Child Welfare and Equality Project events. So interesting to see how that is kind of reflected in different places and different ways. And in that sense, it was again about people's experiences of the pandemic uh, and people who access services um, being in different situations and how we all um, might be experiencing the same thing but different lived environments kind of shaping how we respond to that and and equity or equality of response so definitely worth people checking that out too you mentioned there about is all going through this at the at the same time and that's something that i think is worth is kind of picking up on in terms of as experiencing this and, and how that might change how we experience it. And so I suppose, why do you think it's particularly important, um, this piece of work at this particular point in time? OK, so um, I think particularly important at this point of time is in terms of practice, direct practice with adults and carers themselves and the people who we serve. Um, it's really felt like and um, what we've what we've definitely heard through the experiences that the digital and virtual communication has been a lifeline for many people um, but it has been a new area and any change like this particularly when it happened in such a, a challenging context and over such a short period of time um, feels like there is a learning curve and it felt like a very steep learning curve at the time but I think why it's particularly important at this point in time is that we were going through it then and there's been a huge amount of learning and actually the digital world is and technology growth and advancement is a really important part of the future of adult social care um, so it feels particularly important at this time to reflect on that learning and that growth 
and continue to be alongside practitioners in that journey, feeling more comfortable about working with people in the virtual world and making sure that we're being the best that we can be um, and holding that space with people. So I think from a, it's particularly important at this point in time in terms of how we've used the experience to grow and develop practice directly with people. Um, the other reason why I think it's particularly important to focus on it at this point is, is that digital divide that the pandemic has highlighted and to, and to some extent exacerbated. So when we look at some of those Office of National um, Statistics reports um, around the proportions of different people who have access to the internet or use the internet or have access to devices, it has been it has felt very stark. Um, so particularly important is that we're able to encourage and support social care practitioners to feel more confident about virtual methods of technology so that they're then in turn able to ensure and enable and support people to use that technology themselves. Um, it feels like it's going to be a greater part of adult social care in, going into the future. Um, I think just talking about and mentioning here and thinking about the rights-based and social justice roots of adult social care, we are really keen here at, at Research and Practice to do what we can to ensure that practitioners have the skills and the knowledge, the equipment to access and get the support that, that they need and, and have a right to in the best way that suits them. So that's kind of the second reason why I think we're focusing on it in, in particular at the moment. But the final reason is also thinking about resilience, that, that word resilience of people working within, within adult social care. So it's been a very challenging on lots of different levels over the last 18 months. Um, and the move to that digital world has been um, very impactful on practitioners in terms of the connections that they have or haven't been able to maintain with colleagues, um, as well as kind of that, that new balance um, and work-life boundaries that they've had to find when working at, at home and kind of through through the work that we've we're doing we're identifying things that people can do as individuals um, but also we have got ideas and thoughts from the evidence around how to how leaders or or people within a supervisory role can support practitioners and teams um, in terms of their well-being when working remotely as well so just kind of continuing those messages around resilience and well-being into into the future as the virtual world and digital world continues. That's brilliant. There's lots of stuff there that I think is really interesting. I've heard um, in previous roles around the digital divide being described as narrowing but deepening so that the people, we've got less people um, not using online ways of working things than ever before but those who don't um, or those who use it to access services are more excluded than they've ever been. And I think that's a really kind of powerful thing to reflect on. And there's something really interesting as well in terms of what you're saying about resilience. Um, it's really interesting, there's a really interesting paper um, from a lab, um, which is a Nesta project around data poverty, which I think might be of interest to people around um, how people are excluded um, financially through kind of data use and accessing the internet. And I think that's definitely something that's worth reflecting on. And there's something as well around the resilience um, 
there's the social work organizational res resilience diagnostic work that we've done um which are really which is really interesting and fantastic resources which are well worth people having a look at and also professor gail kimman who worked on the on the sword project and did a fantastic webinar for us on practitioner well-being as well which is well worth people um checking out so can you tell us a little bit more about the resources that have been developed or are in development to, to address um, the digital social work agenda? Yeah, absolutely. So in terms of the practice of working with people digitally or, or virtually, what we have done is we've gathered learning and experiences from practitioners and adults and carers who were um, supporting people during the pandemic. And we use this work to work with writers and actors um, to create a series of scenarios, which we then filmed. So we have a new video called um, Digital Meetings, and that's with our with actors Gavin and Camille. And this is the second in a series of videos. So you might remember that we did a strength based working video last year with video. So this is with Gavin. So this is the second in that series focusing on digital meetings. It brings together experiences that practitioners and adults and carers had during the early stages of the pandemic and it summarises this learning into one place. It is a light-hearted look at what happened so it is likely to be familiar to you if you were working during the pandemic um, and can be a really useful reminder of that learning but we're also hoping that as it will be a good resource for ASYEs or newly qualified social workers or people who are new to the social work social care role who perhaps didn't go through the exact that exact kind of formative experience of digital working and virtual conversations in the early stages of the pandemic but that but they will benefit from the learning that we did because the, the video really does bring it bring it to life those experiences to life and accompanying this video We've also developed a more formal publication, um, a practice tool, and this includes um, some more background information and evidence around virtual conversations and some specific tools which will support practitioners to think about the ethics of going virtual in a conversation with a with an adult or carer, because of course it has to be a it has to be a conversation around around a conversation and, and a joint decision and a decision that is that that's going to be best for the, the adult and carer themselves and that they would like to do um there are also there's also a tool on what you might want to think about in terms of your own capabilities or learning and development needs as a practitioner and these are set out against the basware digital capabilities framework there's a tool on the different methods of virtual conversations that you can have on how to choose the right one um, with the person that you're working with, as well as some practicalities for actually holding the conversation and the top tips which link back to Gavin's video that I mentioned earlier. So those are a couple of resources that we've that are ready and available and up on, on the website and the links will be in the show notes on the web page so please use those to go and find those resources they're, they're already available and um, focusing on direct work work with adults and carers we are also de developing and in development is a digital inclusion practice tool so this kind of responds to and talks to that that 
piece we were mentioning earlier around that digital divide. Um, so this is a practice tool that we're really excited about. We're co-producing it with Claire, Emma and Steph, who are three women who have learning disabilities and or autism. And they are writing with us about their experiences of transferring a domestic abuse prevention programme that they ran before the pandemic online. They transferred all of the, the materials and the session materials from face to face online. And through that experience, they identified issues, challenges and solutions to digital social care and virtual working in its broadest sense. So they they're using that experience um, to develop this practice tool for adult, so a wider adult social care audience. And it's going to highlight what practitioners and people can do to help um, adults and carers get online in the first place and feel confident online to stay safe, to stay safe and to get the best out of online conversations. So then we're super excited about that as a practice tool. In, in preparation for that, we do have a blog on the website um, just sharing Claire, Emma and Steph's experiences of, of, of the process of writing the practice tool um, with, with our colleague at Research and Practice, Jess Wild. So that's um, one to look out for. Um, we, in terms of the resilience piece that we mentioned earlier, um, so we've supporting a really important part of this topic is supporting the remote working for individual practitioners, supervisors and leaders. So as Dilfrig mentioned earlier, stole the thunder for this one a little bit, we, we did work with Professor Gail Kinman on a webinar called Switching Off Recovery and Work-Life Balance and she worked with us as Dilfrig said and Dr Louise Grant on the development of the Social Work Organisational Resilience uh, Diagnostic or SWORD. And she used this work and other research and evidence to talk through in that webinar the pros and cons of working virtually um, and the importance of managing boundaries in a way that works for you as an individual. People, people are different and have different styles. Um, so understanding what that might be and, and some of those strategies for ensuring you're getting the breaks that you need and ensuring you're getting the space to reflect that you need. Um, and she talks about the difference between reflection and rumination, how to know the difference and how to ensure that we're focusing on reflection um, in the best way we can. Um, so, yeah, she talks about those pros and cons of working, working virtually and provides at the end some really great hints and tips. Um, and in true strength based working fashion, I particularly loved the reminder that it does help to celebrate success, particularly when we're working on our own in our in our living rooms or in our bedrooms. Um, so having, she suggests, having a jar of joy by your desk or recording, keeping a record of those sparkling moments so that you can remind yourself of all the good work that you're doing in this context. Accompanying that webinar, which is already up online, again, the link will be in the show notes, we are preparing at the moment a leaders briefing around supporting remote working in teams. So this is from a more strategic angle, focusing in particular um, on the process of returning to the office in a different or potentially more hybrid way. Um, and that's so that's coming up um, with some kind of more organisational and strategic um, key messages. Another good place to look 
on the website for resources to support remote working for individual practitioners and supervisors is the supervisor development programme website, which you can get a link to through the show notes. Um, this is there's a whole section on that website. Again, it was developed in the early stages of the pandemic, but there's a publication on different types of technology to use. There's a video which models a group supervision process session. And also we've got a podcast on there from Shabnam Ahmed talking about her experiences of, of virtual supervision and the importance of adjusting and adapting to um, to it and, and how, how to best support your teams and individual practitioners. Um, and of course, in addition to that, there are lots of blogs providing updates and comments um, on digital social care that were written both in the early stages of the pandemic and more recently. So it's well worth having a look at the news and views section of the website and doing a bit of a search around digital or virtual working. There's plenty of, of comments and think pieces on there as well. There's some really cool stuff in there. I, uh, I used to have a happy folder in my email uh, inbox um, in the previous job and uh, yeah, I used to save nice emails in there. I might have to kickstart that again. That was a good thing to look back on. Yeah, and the other thing that's worth saying as well, uh, Shabnam Ahmed um, presented at our partnership conference and she was brilliant there. And her School of Shab's YouTube channel's got lots of really, really useful resources that are well worth checking out as well. One thing I think is worth kind of picking up on, I suppose, is that in this new kind of digital world, you kind of feel like, like some stuff's, you know, so much has changed, but then there's so much stuff that's stayed the same as well. And I suppose there's there's something about kind of looking back at other resources that might have been designed for face-to-face -face work with people or with colleagues, but actually is still really appropriate in this kind of new environment that we um, find ourselves in. As is a can you tell us a little bit more about how people might use older resources? So we've been through a huge journey of growth and development um, and experiences in terms of working in the virtual world, but a thread through all of these resources and that I've picked up from all the conversations I've had with adults and carers themselves or with practitioners and leaders who are working in adult social care is is that one of remembering that social care practice is absolutely about human interactions so working with people as individuals within their own contexts thinking about their own strengths goals desires aspirations and the resources that they have either individually or in a community alongside them um, and just you know just a bit of a reminder that it might have felt really different um, during the pandemic and it might continue to feel really different working in a digital world but remembering the roots of social care in rights-based and strength-based practice focusing on developing relationships and maintaining relationships which is absolutely at the core of practice so all the skills that you know and learn and have um, used from your experiences of face-to-face work absolutely can be transferred into practice in the digital world so um, so please do remember that, that you've got this, it might feel different, but, but social care, what is at the heart of social care is also at the heart of working virtually with people. 
Um, and of course, just a plug for the research and practice resources that we have on strength-based working, on assessment, on safeguarding, on relationship-based practice, because they're all absolutely relevant to the digital world in the same way that they're relevant to the face-to-face the -face world that they might have originally been produced for. Amazing. Thanks so much, Katie. Cheers for taking the time to chat about this uh, with me today. Um, all resources that you've mentioned uh, and from which I've stolen your thunder from uh, will be in the show notes on the Research in Practice website. And just to say thank you to everybody for listening as well. Um, please let us know if this kind of podcast wrap-up has been useful for you uh, and we'll look at how we might produce similar kind of resources uh, with you in the future if so. Thank you very much. for listening to this research in practice podcast we hope you've enjoyed it why not share with your colleagues and let us know your thoughts on twitter tweet us at research ip 